0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very senior and accomplished professional from California, USA, Elaine Lum McDonald. Elaine, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. Pleasure uh, to be here.
0: Thank you. Elaine is the Chief Executive Officer of the Knowledge Impact Network. So before we talk about the Knowledge Impact Network, tell me a little bit about your own journey and what was your reason to move from the corporate sector to the social sector?
1: Sure, Um, happy to do that. Um, I would say that when I first started my career, I was not thinking about ever entering the social impact sector. I'm almost embarrassed to say that because I I have three daughters right now. And uh, I know in this current generation, thinking about your impact and footprint in the world is, you know, intricately entwined. And and I think that's a wonderful thing. But back when I first started my career, that was not on my mind. I was a a management consultant for Fortune 500 companies across the globe, Uh, did that for a number of years, and then wanted to get more operating experience. And Mm -hmm. Worked at um, a large uh, consumer packaged goods company doing marketing for about 10 years. Hmm. And so it really wasn't until I started having children that uh, this evolution started happening, where I just started to build greater awareness about hmm. the world, state of education, uh, the needs of communities, um, you know, those that uh, are underserved. Um, It brought in my awareness. It was also a time where I decided to um, operate my own strategic marketing consulting firm Mm -hmm. to gain more flexibility and control in in my uh, daily life. And it was at that time that I came across Mm -hmm. an organization called HBS Community Partners, Mm -hmm. which is a program that inspires Harvard Business School alumni to Mm -hmm. provide pro bono consulting to nonprofits. And Mm -hmm. I did that and it just really opened up my mind incredibly. Mm-hmm. I love consulting and I loved learning about the nonprofit sector in the world. I loved it so much that I decided to sort of run that organization for about seven years and had a chance to meet with over 100 nonprofits mm-hmm. across all different types of sectors, learn about their needs and issues, as well as meet really inspiring business leaders mm-hmm. who um, you know, were, were really generously sharing sharing, you know, their skills and their talent, um, you know, for social good.
0: Amazing. So,
1: yeah, so about, uh, then the pandemic hit, and it became more clear to me that um, there's a need, greater need for global cooperation, Mm -hmm. and a need to think, think more broadly. And it was at that fortuitous time that I met the founders Mm. of Knowledge Impact Network, um, who are YPO leaders, mm. who also had this vision of how can we collaborate and create a movement mm. of, of leaders mm. to really um, share their networks for good. Mm. And so I joined uh, Kin, which is what we call it for short, it's the spirit mm. with which we yeah. support our global family Correct. to create a global movement of mm. purpose-driven leaders and social mm. innovators working together to accelerate positive
0: change. Amazing, amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So let's now talk of KIN, uh, the Knowledge Impact Network. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing here.
1: Sure. Um, I'll I'll start first with the premise behind Mm -hmm. KIN, which is um, our knowledge, our skills, our experiences, our insights and connections Mm -hmm. are all unique and powerful assets. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's an intangible asset that's sort of locked in our own individual minds,
2: right, mm.
1: it's an underutilized asset. So how can we unlock that, the challenge, and how do we share that? Mm. And if you look at models like Airbnb and Uber, they have found models where you they could take underutilized assets Correct. and share it really effectively, their homes mm. and, and cars. Mm. So Knowledge Impact Network uh, is really about how do you take this, what I would argue is humanity's Greatest underutilized asset: mm. our knowledge, mm. and really channel it for social good. Mm. And if you really think about it, knowledge is a sustainable asset. Correct. It could be recycled, repurposed, regenerated. Mm. It has a multiplier effect, mm. and when you gift it, you don't lose it. You're not depleted from it. Correct. So absolutely. So we just um, uh, with that that concept. Um, we created Kin, Mm -hmm. um, which is essentially a curated exchange of knowledge for social good. Mm -hmm. We identify leaders who are willing to generously share their knowledge, we call them knowledge partners, Mm -hmm. and we identify and vet social ventures, they could be for profit or non-profit, Mm -hmm. but they have made great impact and have the potential to do so much more. Mm -hmm. And we bring them together. Um, In a couple of knowledge exchange platforms, Catalyze Mm. sessions um, and circles. Catalyze sessions are 90 minute sort of fast and focused workshops where we have a a group of three to six knowledge partners, leaders Mm. in a facilitated session, working Mm. with a social venture on how to tackle a specific issue. Mm. And then at the end. Each uh, knowledge partner makes a pledge, a knowledge pledge of some sort of follow-up action, Mm. a connection, an introduction that they're going to make for the social venture, a separate one-on-one meeting to go deeper, et cetera. Mm. Um, And then we follow up and and track the impact and and the, the pledges. And then the Circles is our other online platform where we bring together social innovators and other interested individuals who want to commonly advance a specific cause and take action, mm-hmm. and they exchange ideas, uh, connections, and networks to kind of further move mm-hmm. in that specific
0: mm-hmm. area. Oh, amazing! And you know, you also mentioned that you're committed to harnessing the talents of the private sector to empower social enterprises. And you told me about the knowledge partners. Can you give me an example, without names, of course, of where you have actually implemented something interesting like this?
1: Sure, sure. Um, I'll give you an example of a a catalyzed session that we ran just a few months ago with an organization that uh, recruits and trains uh, local Africans to basically empower them to help in rural underserved communities, Mm -hmm. work on community projects um, determined by the local communities. Mm -hmm. And uh, this organization uh, was growing rapidly and wanted help with their partnership strategy. Mm -hmm. And so we assembled a group of knowledge partners, so current and former CEOs, a partner at a law firm, a professor at a leading business school university. Mm They come together and work with a social venture um, Mm -hmm. on how to refine and shape and prioritize Mm -hmm. um, and realign its partnership goals. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just wonderful. Afterwards, the executive director had shared with me how wonderful it was to have these superstar advisors uh, really help shape and help um, her think more boldly and bigger with confidence in a new direction. And we continue to stay in touch. And it's just really exciting to see how one 90-minute session is just a, a catalyst for so for so much change and a really All right. strategic level.
0: Correct, well said. You know, when I was reading about uh, you and Kin, uh, Elaine, it was interesting to see that you work in Following areas, core human needs, which are food, water, shelter and health, education for the workforce readiness and climate risk mitigation. Can you tell me a little bit about the work you're doing in each of these areas?
1: Sure, sure. Happy to. Uh, core human needs, and I know is a large but a critical bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we ran a, um, a session for an organization called Share the Meal. It's an initiative of the UN World Food Programme. That is basically an app to encourage people to donate meals to those in need. It just takes 80 cents a a day really Mm -hmm. to to donate a meal. Mm -hmm. And they came to us with an interest in um, getting help and how they can better leverage uh, e-commerce partners and payment platforms to really kind of facilitate the usage of this app. And so again, uh, we help them think through that strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, In Educating for Workforce Readiness, we worked with a nonprofit called Education for Employment, which is the leading nonprofit in the Middle East that helps train youth um, on the skills they need for the jobs of tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. we supported them with a strategic plan process. Um, And then under Mitigating Climate Change, we worked with an impact-oriented for profit um, marketplace for sustainable fashion called stay, and Mm. really help them think about for their next round of funding, how to refine their pitch, Mm. such that their business model, the value proposition and their metrics are just more, you know, clear. So we work with organizations across the globe, different markets in these impact Mm. sectors.
0: Interesting. And when you talk about the knowledge partners, and the social ventures, and you did do this 90 minute session, what is the process you follow to link uh, knowledge partners with social partners social ventures yeah
1: yeah it is um it is a special process it's a little bit of a secret sauce in terms of we we really interview and vet everybody mm-hmm. so with the knowledge partners as well as the social venture partners they apply we get to understand them meet them know their specific needs, their specific skills and areas of expertise. Mm -hmm. And then we have a selection committee internally that that does the the matching to find the right fit.
0: So would I be right in assuming that a knowledge partner is like a mentor? Or not uh,
1: It, yes and no. And the reason why I don't always use, we don't use the term mentor specifically is that all of our programs are group based, Mm -hmm. right? It's not a one-on-one relationship. So in some ways that you could call it group mentoring, except it's really an exchange. It's it's really two-way. I mean, the knowledge partners come in willing to share their skills. But it, the truth is, they learn so much from the social venture partners about the spaces, the mm. causes, and they learn from each other mm. um, as well and develop new networks and relationships. So it's one big group session that supports each other.
0: Mm. And one of the things that I have often wondered, and I've asked this from many people, is that what's in it for the knowledge partner? For them to give so much time.
1: Yeah, well I mean there's three key sort of benefits I'd say Mm -hmm. that the knowledge partners really take away from this. I mean the obvious one is this this um, gift of paying it forward and being able to share this knowledge that they know they have, everybody has and just being able to kind of use it and and give that to others is just Mm -hmm. really rewarding. Um, But secondly, I alluded to this earlier. It's such a great way to learn about a new space, a new social venture. Mm -hmm. Um, They may have been really busy in their careers for a while, have sort of a latent interest in a space. Mm -hmm. How do you learn about it without watching webinars? You know, this is a way to kind of roll up your sleeves and learn by doing. So Mm -hmm. it's just a great way to to learn by doing. But then really, the third way is also, it's a wonderful way to meet a set of peers, a Mm. new set of peers outside of your normal networks, who are joined by their um, interest in specific causes. Mm. Um, And again, it's a a global network of peers. And Mm. so you really meet a lot of new constituents Mm. through through just the 90 minutes that you give.
0: Amazing. The other challenge that I have often seen, um, and I've been, you know, Not a knowledge partner, but a mentor in several organizations, is the accountability part. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how does one or how does Kin hold a knowledge partner and the social venture partner accountable for what they're committing to do?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Well, what we do is we do, um, at the end of every session, for instance, we do ask everybody to make a pledge Mm. that we record and Mm. share. And then we follow up with both parties, right? We follow up with the social ventures. Did you act on some of these, um, you know, concepts that were shared or ideas and connections? We follow up with the knowledge partners. And we follow up at a regular cadence, six weeks, six months, a year later. Oftentimes, if people don't respond initially, it's because they've been busy, things happen, and they just need that reminder. Um, and so Kin is part of that sort of process of, of following up. Um, and, and and sharing the outcomes, um, mm-hmm. you know, on both sides.
0: And you mentioned that you're doing something in, in the Middle East, is Kin a global uh, organization now? Yes,
1: yes, we are serving social ventures and have knowledge partners uh, around the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Very interesting. My next question is uh, on technology, you know, given such a vast network of knowledge partners and uh, social ventures. How are you using the new technologies that are available to support such amazing networks?
1: Yeah, so we're in the process, we're, we're very fortunate to have a number of advisors involved in sort of the AI for good movement. And so we're in the process of constantly exploring every, every year or two, there are, are newer and more powerful technologies out mm-hmm. there to help us refine our ability yep. to do the matching. So it's I'd say it's an ongoing process mm-hmm. for us to leverage technology mm-hmm. to help us do this better, faster.
0: Amazing. And and uh, if you could also talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges social enterprises face, which you address with the knowledge partners.
1: Sure. Um, I'd say we, they tend to fall into three general buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, first, the type of challenge is oftentimes, um, who do we partner with to grow? Um, secondly, how do we build awareness and communicate? our value. Mm. Uh, Third, how do we um, uh, grow and diversify our revenue sources? Mm. So I'd say oftentimes, more often than not, the types of challenges they have fall into those three buckets, revenue, Mm. partners, and sort of awareness building communication.
0: Interesting. So I have time for two more questions. Elaine. My next question is that, you know, there are so many different networks around the world what is Kin doing differently?
1: Yeah. Uh, So I think there are four different ways that we're unique in in what we do and what we offer. Um, The first again, our our, um, knowledge partners are predominantly C-suite senior level executives Mm -hmm. or leaders, Um, you know, they could be in government or law or other disciplines as Mm -hmm. well, but they're generally senior level leaders with seasoned experience contacts and connections that they're Mm -hmm. willing to make and, Mm -hmm. and, and help move the needle on a particular issue. Um, secondly along those lines our program is designed for them Mm. right our programming are designed for busy people where they only need to dedicate a a, a short amount of time it's on a multi-month project with a very structured set of of regimented outputs Mm. um, so it can fit in their daily schedule Mm. i'd like to say look if people say they want to give back and don't know how you you can't honestly say that and say you don't have 90 minutes over lunch to do something Mm. Um, Third, we're inclusive. So um, we're not a membership organization where you need to either pay a fee Mm -hmm. or have some sort of credential from a school. We're really an inclusive network of networks bringing together again, leaders from different areas. So Mm -hmm. we're really focused on delivering impact. Mm -hmm. Um, And then fourth, I I alluded to this earlier, we're group based. So it's sort of an opportunity to meet other peers Mm -hmm. that you normally would not have met in other industries and in other organizations and other countries so we're really expanding your network mm-hmm. um so it's not just a um, a simple one-to-one model um, so you really gain new connections and mm-hmm. diverse leadership networks from doing our Amazing. work
0: and uh, and how does one uh, become a knowledge partner is it right to sure. right into, uh, through your website?
1: They could do it right through our website. It's it's that easy. If they don't um, you know, have any other means, you just go to www.knowledgeimpactnetwork.org. and there's a, a link to to engage, hmm. which we encourage everybody to do.
0: Hmm. And then someone will probably reach out to the individuals and have, have an, a small interview or something.
1: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Got it.
0: Got it. And my last question, Julian, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to us. I'm sure there'll be lots of potential knowledge partners, but definitely very, very large number of social enterprise, uh, people who who listen to our our conversations. Based on your own amazing journey and all the great work you're doing for the Knowledge Impact Network or KIN, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers Mm -hmm. and listeners to take away? Yeah.
1: um... The first, just starting off with like, with like my my journey discussion, it's never too late to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, people are, are busy, and life is is a journey, as you pointed yeah. out. So yeah. there could be different stages in life where you can yeah. give back. Yeah. Um, second, it's it's just really easy to leverage your knowledge for the good of mm-hmm. others, and mm-hmm. that's really the premise of what we do. But thirdly, you know, I, I've uh, watched some of your other. Podcasts as well as you talked Mm. with sustainability leaders. And, you know, there's the concept of really thinking about sustainability as a mind shift. Mm -hmm. And what I would like to impart is, can you think of knowledge as a sustainable asset? Mm -hmm. How can you every day take what you know, and Mm -hmm. give back with it, and reuse it, repurpose it, recycle it, generate, Mm -hmm. regenerate it. Um, So if you have that mindset as Mm -hmm. well, as you know, avoiding the plastics and all the other pieces like that. I, I think there, uh, we'd be in, in such an amazing place, our world will be so much smaller if there was a more fluid exchange of, of knowledge for good.
0: Correct, correct, well said. And on that note, Elaine and your three amazing lessons, it's never too late to give back, um, leverage your knowledge for good. And third one, which is so powerful, how can we consider knowledge uh, being a sustainable asset, It's only in the mind. It's a mindset issue. Thank you so much for speaking to me about Knowledge Impact Network, which is kin. Thank you for talking to me about your own journey, for all the great work you and your knowledge partners are doing for so many social ventures uh, around. Thank you again for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast